0: Hi, you are now listening to a sermon from Harvest Community Church in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. Today you will hear a sermon from Pastor Frank Pizor. So without further ado, here he is. Good morning, Harvest family. Happy Mother's Day. I want to wish all of our mothers a happy and wonderful blessed day. Thank you for who you are and for all the things that you do for your families. Today I want to talk about treasuring God's Word in our hearts. Now, tomorrow, on May 11th, 33 years ago, I graduated from Moody Bible Institute. In August of 1984, when I started at MBI, I was a biblical illiterate. I really knew nothing. And freshman year, when we took a test before the whole year started, I think I miserably failed. I might have gotten one of the lowest scores in history because I knew absolutely nothing about the Bible. Three years later, when I graduated in 1987, things had changed. I was ranked number seven in GPA in my class, and I'd gotten so good at understanding the Word of God that you could give me a chapter, a chapter number, and I could tell you what exactly what was in that chapter. My knowledge of the Word of God had grown because like a sponge, I absorbed it, and I treasured it in my heart, and I grew in my knowledge of the Word of God. In that time, I learned that I had a great breadth of understanding the Scripture, the Word of God. But as time has gone on, I think I've increased in my depth of understanding. And even though the breadth of understanding the Word of God isn't the same as it was when I graduated from Moody, I still feel like I treasure God's Word in my heart. So today, what I want us to look at is Psalm 119. You might be freaking out thinking, wow, we're going to go through 176 verses of this. It's going to take forever. But I promise you, I'm only going to look at one verse. But before I look at that one verse, I want us to understand that this psalm is probably written by someone who is very pious, someone who treasured God's word in their heart, someone who delighted in God's word, someone who loved God's word. The whole psalm is about God's word. And so I wanted to summarize the psalm in this one verse Verse 11, which basically is telling us simply, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Some versions say treasured, and I'll go back and forth between hidden and and treasured because I think both of them have a very similar meaning. And that meaning is important to us as we grow in our relationship with Jesus. Now, the big idea for me today is this. Let's treasure God's word. Let's treasure God's word. Now, when we look at this verse and we read, I have hidden your word in my heart, I want us to understand one thing to start, and it's what hidden doesn't mean. Hidden doesn't mean that you take God's word into your life and then hide it like you would hide a treasure that you don't want someone to steal. You see, the the psalmist isn't calling us to a life of God-worshipping pirates. I, uh, years ago, read the book Treasure Island. I don't really remember fully what the story was. It's about a bunch of pirates. There was a hidden treasure on an island. They were coming back to get it, and they wanted to use it. And I think sometimes in our lives, we slip into a pattern like a God-worshipping pirate. In other words, we have this hidden treasure, the Word of God, that is in our lives. And yet we really don't treasure it in a way that we are constantly interacting with it. And that's because life gets busy. We get distracted. There's always something that keeps us from really sitting down and reflecting on God's word. It's going to be like that for the rest of our lives. And like a pirate, sometimes we have this hidden treasure that we know about, but we don't use it until we need it. And so we call upon God in the midst of our need. And trust me, any time you need God is a good time to call upon God. But if our lives are based on simply calling on God when we need him and not developing our relationship with him, then we really haven't hidden or treasured God's word in our heart. And so when the psalmist says, your word I've hidden or treasured in my heart, he's not saying, I want you to be like the pirate, but he's saying like, I want you to be someone who treasures God's word, who loves it with all their heart, soul, mind, and being. Now, what does it mean to hide or treasure God's word in your heart? Let's take a moment. And I want you to think of something that you treasure. It could be a person. It could be a place. It could be a moment in your life or words that someone has spoken to you. And I want to take a moment. And so literally, during this message, for 15 seconds, I'm going to walk off and come back on for 15 seconds and allow you to actually... Think of that moment or time. And I've left you with this picture of this obscure Korean couple that you can maybe know or not know and see what it's like to really treasure. Because if you look at them looking at each other, you can see that they treasure each other in their hearts. So take a moment and think about that. Hopefully, as you have thought about what you've treasured, you're beginning to feel some emotional stirrings about what it means to treasure someone, to treasure something, to treasure even something that they have said or done for you. Last Monday, our oldest daughter, Christina, turned 28. I treasure her. I treasure all my children. I treasure my firstborn. Uh, I treasure the moment that she was born. Uh, As as a first-time father, uh, it was an incredible experience. But I also remember on her first birthday, I was working a part-time job. And I usually get off probably around 2 or 2.30 And uh, my concern was I wanted to be home by 1.48 p.m. because that was the moment of her actual birth. And so I raced through the day. I tried to get all the things that I needed to get done, uh, hurried to get back to work. And I even raced home, breaking the speed limit, which is very rare for me, but I was doing it at that moment. Because I wanted to be home at 1.48 p.m. with my wife, my mother-in-law, and my daughter to celebrate the moment that I treasured her birth. That's what it means to hide God's word in our heart, to treasure something, to be so passionate about it, not to let obstacles get in our way, but to actually be there to enjoy that moment. Now, there are many people, places, and moments that I treasure in my heart, people that, that still move me, things that still move me, words that people have said. And I would imagine that a lot of you feel the same way. But the psalmist here is wanting us to delight In God's Word, to treasure it, to to have it really mean something to us, for a longing to be created within our hearts. So what does it mean then? What does it really mean to take steps to treasure God's Word in our hearts? So let's take a moment and apply this. I think there's a way to hide God's Word in our hearts that's often neglected today, and it's the memorizing of Scripture. We are so averse to memorizing Scripture, which is interesting because when we think about it, the music that we listen to, if we continue to go over it and over and over again, we memorize it. I still remember the words of songs that I heard back in the 1980s. So memorizing Scripture is kind of difficult for us because we just don't want to be like legalists or we don't have what we feel is enough mental power to be able to do that. But I want to encourage us to learn how to memorize Scripture. See, nowhere in Scripture are we commanded to memorize God's word. We are told often, reflect, meditate, think on, but not told to memorize. But I think our memorization of scripture actually helps our reflection and our meditation of scripture. When I was at Moody, I can remember that I memorized whole passages of scripture. I memorized the whole Sermon on the Mount. I memorized Romans 6, 7, and 8. I memorized Revelation 1, 2, and 3. Today, I can't do that. Because I have lost that edge, that desire, and that delight. And so once again, I've started to re-memorizing God's word, going over the memory verses that I had in the past, and now bringing them into my life today. At one point this year, I began to feel very anxious about things that were going on in my life. And in the past, I had memorized Philippians 4, 6, and 7. It's a verse or verses that we're all very similar with. Let me read them for you. It says this, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And so I started to re-memorize a verse that I had previously memorized. And as I reflected on the verse and I worked through it slowly but surely, I found that my anxiety would disappear because my focus was no longer on me. My focus was no longer on my circumstances. Instead, I began to focus on Jesus, who he is and what he does in my life. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, the one who gives us peace. And the more I focused on him, the more I saw my anxiety and brought it to him in prayer, I found that he released me of that burden. He released me from that anxiety. And so memorizing, treasuring, hiding God's word in my heart became a blessing because it not only helped me through my anxiety and my difficult circumstances, it also drew me closer to Jesus. In my weakness, I was comforted by his strength. Now, I'll be honest with you, I'm not a big fan of Bible reading plans. I'm not saying that Bible reading plans aren't good. I'm not saying that they can't help or benefit or bless. I'm not even saying that they shouldn't be done at all. My concern about a Bible reading plan is that we take in so much of the Word that we never have time to really reflect on what we've actually read. Now, you might be one of those people who can sit there for an hour, an hour and a half, read and pray, read and pray. And I think that is excellent. But the majority of people don't have that sort of time. And so when we get into these Bible reading programs and we don't take the time to reflect, we're basically just eating without really enjoying the meal that we have. Time and time again, I find that if I'm in a Bible reading plan, that I'm trying to get done with the plan rather than trying to meet the person who is inside the plan, the person that I actually want to meet to be with Jesus. And so I'm not a big fan of Bible reading plans, even though I continue today to give people Bible reading plans, but at a slower rate. You see, because when we have a Bible reading plan, when we read God's word, it's not just reading that's important. It's also reflecting and then ultimately obeying what we have heard in God's word. And I think the reflection part is often a key part of what we as followers of Jesus miss today because we really don't think about what is it that God is speaking to me at this moment. And as we continue to reflect, we learn how to treasure on this word that helps, strengthens, encourages, and blesses. Now, let me bring Jesus into this just for a moment, even though in some ways we already have. Theologically, there are two word of God. First of all, the one that we have before us today is the Bible, and the Bible is called the Word of God. That's the first one. The second one is Jesus. Jesus is called the Word of God in John chapter 1. He is the living Word. So we have the written Word, and we have the living Word. And when we are called to treasure or to hide God's Word in our heart, we are called to treasure or hide Christ in our hearts. We are called to let the living word be a part of our lives. In fact, John 15 tells us that we are to abide in Christ. We are to remain in him. We are to treasure him. We are to hide Christ in our hearts. And it's this life that strengthens us. It's this life that fills us. It's this life that gives us a delight in who God is as we get to know him. So in addition to this, I want to understand that the written word, And the living word, when we place them in our hearts, when we treasure them in our hearts, it's not only about memorizing. It's also about living a lifestyle that pleases Jesus. You see, the thing is, and I think all of us recognize this, that when we're around someone, we act differently, right? Have you ever been in an argument with someone, and as you're arguing, the phone rings? You know, you could be yelling at each other, and then you pick up the phone and you go, Hello? Who's there? Or how are you? Of course, today with the caller ID, you don't say who's there anymore because you kind of know who it is before it happens. But you know what I mean. And, and then as soon as we hang out the phone, boom, we are back into the argument full swing. See, when we are hanging around someone, our behavior will change. And if we hide and treasure the living word of God, Jesus Christ, in our hearts, that wherever we go, hopefully our desires, hopefully our thoughts, hopefully our words, hopefully our actions reflect that we have been with him. Let's move on. The first part of this verse points out how we can keep the fire burning in our lives, which is I have hidden or treasured God's word in my heart. The second part of the verse shows us how we can keep from putting that fire out. So let's read it again. Psalm 119 verse 11 says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. One of the reasons why we treasure or hide God's word in our heart is because we don't want to sin against God. And by hiding God's word in our hearts and reflecting on him as we walk with Jesus, we're in a better place to resist temptation and not to sin against him. Now, I don't know about you. I do know myself. And I know that my mind is a dangerous place. Yeah, I think God thought's. I think loving thoughts. I think ministry thoughts. I think helping people thoughts. But I know that if left to myself, that my mind really does take me to some very dangerous places that I don't want to be. It reminds me of a 1980s song by Docking, which was called Unchain the Night. And if I hear the words correctly, the idea was you don't want to unchain the night because if you do, it's going to get ugly. And I think if I let my mind wander, it can get very ugly. And so I want to keep my mind occupied by hiding or treasuring God's word in my heart, so that the thoughts that are there, the temptations that are there, when they confront me, when they tempt me, I can turn back to the written word, to the living word, and resist that temptation. In fact, I'm less prone to sin when my mind is occupied with the word of God, because my mind is focused on something else. It's something that I encourage all of us, and the memorizing of scripture helps us in that. The reading of Scripture, yes, is good. Currently, I'm reading 1 John. As I'm reading through 1 John, I'm reminded that one of the things that is a characteristic of a child of God is that they love other people. They're a loving person. So the other day as I was reading through 1 John, I came to this thought, and stick with me because it sounds bad at first, like I'm proud. Um, But you'll see. I was thinking to myself, you know, I'm really a loving guy. I'm a I'm a guy who really cares about people. And when I think about the youth group or when I think about uh, Greenhouse's ministries that I get to participate in, I think, wow, I'm really loving. I really love these students. They're just wonderful to be with us. I, I really enjoy them. And and when I realized that, I was like, yeah, that's good. Cool. But then I realized, if I really think about it, I'm a really unloving guy. Because I realized that when someone has hurt me or offended me in any way, shape, or form, I can hang on to that. And I can hold this grudge in my heart. Mind you, I don't act on it, but it's in my heart. It's in my thoughts. And I think of what was said or what was done. And I think of my responses and how I can respond differently or what I could say to them when I finally confront them in the future. And my heart and my mind begin to wander away from Christ until the Word of God speaks to me and says, Hey, hold on a second. Don't go there. Stay away from that. And so hiding God's Word in my heart keeps me from sin. Because if left to my own, I will think of all the bad, nasty, difficult things that I can actually think of. Though I'll never act on them, I sure will think them. But then I hear this voice from the Word of God that says something like this. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. And when that voice goes into my head, I had to say to myself, Whoa, wait a minute, what are you doing What are you thinking? You're giving in to temptation. You're allowing sin to rule your thoughts. But when I hear this verse, I think of all that Jesus has done for me. How he's forgiven my variety of transgressions over and over and over again. I'm hiding God's word in my heart that I might not sin against him. Because the reality is, if I don't have the focus on Scripture, if I'm not memorizing, reflecting, meditating on Scripture, then sin will really control my mind. And I'll let it eventually control my actions. It's the Word of God that helps me stay out of that dark valley. Sometimes in my life, I feel a little bit of pressure uh, about who I am and also about my ministry. I have identity crisis. Sometimes I think, boy, am I really a Christian? And sometimes I think, should I really be in ministry when I look at my heart? And I think to myself, there's a lot of stuff that's wrong about me. But then, as I wander down this road of wanting to quit and wanting to give up, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 5 pops into my mind, and I hear something like this. God has predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and his will. And I'm reminded again that I'm a child of God, who's been called to do a specific thing that he wants me to do. I may not want to do this all the time, but he wants me to do it. And so again, instead of sinning, these thoughts of doubt and confusion and fear and anxiety, God's word speaks to me, the written word, the living word speaks to me and says, you are mine and I love you and I've called you to this. Stand firm. It's things like that when I realize when I treasure God's word in my heart, when I follow after what God wants for me in my life, the temptation and sin aren't as attractive as they were if I didn't have the living word in my life. Hiding God's word in our hearts is something that Jesus did. He hid God's word in his heart so that when he faced temptation, when the devil came to him and tempted him to go the easier way rather than to follow God's way, Jesus stood firm by quoting the word of God. And even when Satan quoted the word back to him, Jesus still stood firm because he understood what God wanted. He hid and treasured God's word in his heart. Let me finish with this. And you've probably heard this a million times. If you want to grow in knowing Jesus, you have to be in the Word. You just have to be. If you want to grow in your relationship with anyone, you have to be around them. You have to observe them. You have to listen to them and watching them begin to practice the things that they do to really get to know who they are. You can't get to know me if you just listen to the sermons only. You have to be around me. You have to be with me and see me interacting with people as I'm in those places. One of the things that I've been thinking about lately is in terms of legacy. What do I want people to be like if I've been their pastor in some way, shape, or form? If you really know me, you'll know that I really want to see people in the church grow to be people who care for other people and want to meet their needs. That's what I hope people see me doing. And in seeing and watching that, if they really want to be like me, which I'm not saying that you want to be like me in always, but if you really want to be like me, you'll take that to heart and care and minister to people. Reminds me of Philemon, where we've been talking about with Youth Group and Greenhouse, is how Paul, even though he was in prison, far away, he still wrote letters, he still prayed, And he still shared Christ with people. He did his ministry even though there were obstacles in his life. So practically, how then can we actually treasure God's word in our hearts? What are some things that we can actually do? So I'm going to give you a little bit of a plan. You'll see it on the slide there. And the first thing I want to encourage you to do this. Schedule a time to be with God. The one thing that I've enjoyed during this crisis is actually being able to schedule times during the prayer focus to be there and just be with God, to seek his face as well as to seek his hand of favor. That scheduling of that time has helped me out tremendously. If you're like me and you have all day long to do what you're supposed to do, you take all day long to do what you're supposed to do. And if you don't do it, there's always tomorrow. But I'm finding that if I schedule that time with God, it is so refreshing. Yeah, I admit there are times when I come to that prayer time and I have to say, God, I'm going to keep it real. I don't want to be here. I've got other things to do. But I'm going to treasure this time. I'm going to treasure this moment because it's important not only for my spiritual growth, but for the church. So schedule time to reflect. Number two, have a plan for reflection. Again, if you're like me and you sit down and you start praying or thinking or reflecting, you start remembering all the things that you have to do. You have to have a plan. So let me give you a simple plan on how to reflect. The first thing I would say is think of your day and think of one thing that you're thankful for and just say, God, I thank you for this. Think of your day and think of how God worked in your life. And again, say, God, when you were doing this, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And then finally, the third thing, when you think of your day and you realize there are things that you might have failed in or you need to improve in, just think on those and ask God for help. Have a plan. Don't just sit down, but have a plan. Third thing, part of that plan could actually be memorizing scripture. If you remember our, my sermon from Psalm 23, just that idea of going through the word and emphasizing one word at a time to help deepen the reflection can very well deepen how you are actually experiencing God. For me, when I was reflecting on Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, I would think like, don't be anxious, Don't be anxious. And I would think about my anxiety and how it was affecting me. And then I would ask God to help me not be anxious. Do that. I think that will help you. And then finally, be patient. I want us to understand one thing about Bible reading plans, Bible memorization, anything that has to do with God and the Word of God. Not everything is an explosive experience filled with great joy. We do work through life. And as we work through life, when we come to the Word, sometimes it's not as interesting as that novel that we've been reading. It's not as interesting as that TV show that we've been watching. But in time, if we are patient, as we let God's Word soak into our hearts, we find through our patience that God does come alive. He comes alive when we treasure His Word in our hearts, when we hide it in our hearts, through the practice of memorization, but mostly through the practice of reflecting on who He is and what He's done. And the only way to learn that is to be in the Word of God. So, let's treasure, let's delight in God's Word. Let's pray. Our Father in Heaven, it is so hard today to focus on the Word of God because there are so many things that are going on around us. So many interests, so many interesting things. Sometimes we're more interested in the sports scores. Grateful, in a sense, for a time like this where no sports are happening and we can actually focus on you. I do pray, Father, that as a church, we would be known to treasure your word in our hearts. That your hearts, that our hearts, would be filled with your love for others. And so that people will see that we love because the word of God teaches us your love. And the living word of God teaches us to love through word and deed. May we be like Jesus in whose name we pray. Amen. Let's close our service with a word of benediction. Our Father, you are in heaven. You have so great a love for us. You call us to your living word, Jesus, through your written word, the Bible. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will bring to life a desire, a hunger, a thirst within us to hide your word in our hearts, to treasure your word in our hearts, that we might love you and not sin against you. Amen. Have a great Mother's Day. Uh, We will see you hopefully sooner rather than later, but enjoy your time as a family today. Thanks for listening to the sermon from Harvest Community Church.